You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. They just want to be on the field. Uh, I, I think they feel like maybe some people are out to get them or have an axe to grind against them a little bit. I, I think they feel like they haven't accomplished everything that they could have accomplished. I think they feel like they've lost some close games that we could have won if we'd have played a little better, a little harder, a little smarter. You know, I think our program is ready to turn a big-time corner, uh, but it's tough, too, if we're given circumstances where we can't get on the field and get better. I think our kids are just anxious to get back out there and, and try to try to compete to win a game. I would say our guys are kind of used to um, adjusting on the fly. You know what I mean? It's It's been that type of year. Um, this isn't the first hurdle, the first uh, adversity, uh, sign of adversity that we've seen this year. So we're, we're going to keep chugging along. You know, we immediately moved on to Northwestern, and and that was kind of where our heads were at. I think our team really hit that in stride, and, and we've been dialed in on those guys. And welcome here to another edition of the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robert Washett, Nate Klaus, as 2020 college football is still going on as the bumps in the road continue around the country. And as we know, Nebraska experienced one last week, not getting a game in against Wisconsin. The Badgers won't play again this week against Purdue. In the meantime, at least as we sit here on Thursday afternoon, things look pretty good for Nebraska to get on the plane and go out to Northwestern and play this game on Saturday. It's an 11 a.m. game uh, against the Wildcats, and Evanston will get you ready for that here over the next hour as uh, Nebraska um, hoping to get that first win of the season, guys. And, Robin, you, you look at this game, you, you hate to say it, but it, it has a lot of stakes to me. I just feel like the season feels off schedule right now already for Nebraska. They played Ohio State. No one really expected them to win that game. We saw some promise. We saw some concern, but not getting a week two game to kind of work out kinks. I just think there's a lot of unknowns for Nebraska, and, and the stakes going into this week are very high that they have to come out of Evanston with a win. Absolutely, and you don't want to you know, anoint a game in week three as being a season-defining game, but the reality is Northwestern is sitting there. You know, They're 2-0. and and Nebraska is 0-1, and they've already had one of their nine games uh, taken off the schedule entirely. So uh, dropping to 0-2 and, and Northwestern going to 3-0, and that suddenly changes the entire complexion of uh, where the West Division race is going to be headed. And Nebraska, I mean, you only have so many op- more opportunities left. When you get this type of game where uh, I think the last spread I saw was like 3.5, 4, depending on where you look, I mean, that's that's winnable, in my opinion. That's a toss-up. Exactly. And it's probably just home field, and there really is no home field anymore this year. So uh, this is a game that Nebraska can and, in reality, needs to win in order to, one, build off the momentum they picked up against Ohio State, and two, stay very much alive in the Big Ten West race. Oh, yeah, and that's what it's all about when you look at how the Big Ten West is shaping up. I mean, it is wide, wide open right now. I don't know if anyone necessarily thought that – uh, Northwestern might be the the team uh, with a with a huge edge right now, being two and zero, and and kind of looking at how things have played out. Wisconsin obviously missing uh, last week, and then this coming week's game, and um, you know Minnesota dropping a game, and, and Iowa dropping a game. I mean, if Nebraska can go and, and take care of business, I mean, they're all of a sudden you're feeling pretty good about the prospects of them, um, you know, taking home the West. Yeah, and really, it's all about just playing on Saturday and getting wins now because you don't know what the next Saturday is going to bring. I mean, and this Western division is a mess. I mean, the fact that Wisconsin won't play Purdue in Nebraska at least through two weeks or three weeks, we know that. And who knows what the, the back half is going to bring. The divisional tiebreakers and the standings 
all you can worry about doing is just winning because yeah. Wisconsin could still win this division with a five and one record. You know, if they only play six games, I know there aren't going to be a lot of very happy people, especially if, you know, the two games they miss are without Graham Mertz. And I, I believe the 21st day Graham Mertz can return is the Michigan game, assuming that game's happening. Now, there's also a lot of thought that maybe Wisconsin, you know, there, there's a lot of pressure out there that they may not even play football this year. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there, there's all sorts of theories. But the bottom line is you just got to win in the West. And Northwestern's 2-0, and Purdue's 2-0, and and Iowa and Minnesota are 0-2. Yeah, and that's why it, it you know comes down a lot to not just winning, but being able to play. Uh, you know, Wisconsin is two more cancellations from being eliminated from the West, even the conversation of playing for a Big Ten championship. And so uh, we're in a point now where it's not even worth looking beyond the next game. Literally, like you know, it's a cliche: uh, the next game is the most important because it's the next on the schedule. Well, that's <laughs> the reality of the situation right now. Uh, you cannot assume that you're going to play any of the remaining games and so all you can focus on is you know what the task at hand and right now nebraska has an opportunity like we said to go uh you know play in a winnable game that you know could have significant impact on the big 10 west standings especially with you know the big questions surrounding wisconsin right now yeah that saying has never been more true than than this season right now um you know in the i mean the reality of it all is that um, you know, and I don't know if it's if it's an advantage or disadvantage, but Nebraska has been able to to kind of hone in on this game for a little bit longer. Now, obviously, if you listen to Scott Frost, he'd say, well, we need to play football and, and missing that game last week, you know, kind of took away another opportunity for us to play and, and improve. But um, you know, at the same time, I, I kind of like having a little extra time uh, focusing in on our Northwestern, um, you know, given the, the situation. I, I think that that is something that could work to, towards Nebraska's advantage. But, um, you know, it's, these games, for whatever reason, we all know that they always come down to the very, very end. And it's always kind of a nail biter. And, um, you know, obviously, I, <laughs> I would expect nothing less this weekend. Yeah, think about this, guys. Six of the nine games have been decided by three points or less. Seven of the nine have been decided by seven points or less. Uh, the only two blowouts, I believe Nebraska and Evanston, obviously that one year with Mike Riley, they, they blew him out that year and played a flawless second half. But you don't beat Northwestern badly because the way they kind of – they, they want to grind it out and limit the possessions, and they don't want to make the game a track meet. No, they're a team that just sits back and makes you earn every yard that you get on offense, and they pick their spots on offense when they have the ball. And, you know, basically you have to play darn near flawless if you want to break that game open. And Nebraska is a team that has not played a flawless game in a long, long time. And so this that's going to be the key of the game on Saturday is can Nebraska stay out of its own way against Northwestern team that is as disciplined and consistent as any team in the conference. No question. You've got to limit the penalties and the turnovers and those sorts of things. Otherwise, Northwestern uh, certainly will make you pay for it. And that Iowa game got my attention last week. You know, they were down, I want to say, 17 nothing, And then they came back and, and won that game in Iowa City. And Iowa had their backs against the wall. This is an Iowa team that lost to Purdue the week before so they had a kind of a must win feel for them and Northwestern not only got down they stayed in the composed they, they kept composed they made Iowa into forcing forcing uh, some mistakes and that that was a huge win for them uh, as far as getting this season on track it wasn't the prettiest win but it was just kind of a typical Northwestern type of win they, <clears throat> they won the game by, by a point and they forced three Iowa turnovers in that game so you know, it's one of those deals, again, where the, the recipe is not 
you know, difficult to beat Northwestern. You got to do what you can control and take control of the football. Don't commit penalties and capitalize when you get opportunities to score. Well, and I think it's pretty clear now that they've got a they've got a quarterback. Um, you know, I think I was at least I was impressed with what Peyton Ramsey did and, and kind of how he played. Um, you know, especially against Iowa on the road, and so um, and they've always had decent quarterbacks but um you know and, and i don't know if you've you can say any of them have been um you know complete difference makers or, or guys that you necessarily fear but uh i think ramsey is somebody who uh, you, you definitely you you know he's gonna he's capable of making plays for them out there yeah they had an historically bad offense a year ago and their offense early on has put out some historic numbers at least from northwestern's in i mean they scored 43 on maryland it was the first time they've scored over 40 points in a game in the last four years, and the 40-point margin of win against Maryland was their largest or their first 40-plus margin point victory since the 1970s. <laughs> so they've done some things, but we're going to get more into this match. I want to talk about the offense, kind of our outlook going into this game next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.